We are live on YouTube, Twitter. Where else? Rockfin. Well, not yet on Rockfin, but we're live on Rumble. About to be live on Rockfin. We have a special guest with us today that I'm going to wait. I mean, the title probably gives it away. No secret here who's going to be joining us. And I'm honored to have this moment here. I'm still waiting for that go live button on Rock, Rockfin. There it is. Officially, we are live on Rockfin and all of the other platforms as well. Happy President's Day to everyone. I know this is a very, very important holiday for everybody. It's where we all get to honor not just George Washington, but all of our presidents by continuing to subject ourselves to their rampant corruption and their abuses of power. I, I, I just wear a chain around my neck and have somebody walk me like a dog, like most Democrats do on, on, a, on a regular day, on President's Day, just to signify how, how much I appreciate being choked by the neck. I, I, I exaggerate. You understand that. You might recall that last year on President's Day, Biden surprised he surprised Vladimir Zelensky in Kiev he ambushed him with a meeting that no one knew about to signify solidarity you know that story from last year it was secrecy in the dead of night they got Biden on trains and they protected him and they got him over in a war zone it's the most bogus story in the history of the world but that's what happened last President's Day this President's Day President Biden what he did instead was he slowly stumbled back from his beach house in Delaware to emphasize my phone's on there to emphasize that he will be continuing to give or that we need to continue to give Ukraine our taxpayer dollars and then he called up Zelensky and he assured the president over there that he would be stealing $60 billion from the American people and sending it to him as soon as possible, to which Zelensky thanked him and reminded Biden that a greater power bottom has never lived. As for President Trump, what he's doing on this President's Day, he's going to tell us himself. I know that he was just in line at McDonald's, and he's going to – maybe he'll give us a review on the food. I don't know. Mr. President, you're here. Can you hear me? Hey, Brad, I've got a very special picture uh, for my avatar tonight. It's a great I picture. You can, I don't know if you can see it or not. I can see myself in the background over your shoulder. That's right. Like. That's when we went and crashed the uh, Libertarian Convention. It was, it was a very good time, Mr. President, and I know that Conyers, Georgia, appreciates what you were able to do. I mean, I'm still working on getting that McDonald's, the Michelin star rating. Right. And I hope that you could do it. If anybody can, it would be you. What did you get from McDonald's tonight? I know Forrest Mommy was saying that you better get the Nuggets. Uh, you know, I do love the Nuggets. I do love the Nuggets. But the Big Mac, that's that's my jam right there. Yeah. You really like you to know, grab that Big Mac. Two beef patty special sauce Yeah, on a poppy seed bun. Yeah, get it by Sesame. the pussy, a Big Mac. Sesame Street bun. Ses Sesame Street bun. And those apple pies. You know how good those apple pies are. I haven't ever had one. Oh, well, you got to have one of those, Brad. They're delicious. You know, I bought you one the last time. I can't believe you didn't need it. I couldn't eat it. I, I was too. I wanted you to enjoy it. And, and uh, I had no need to enjoy it after watching you enjoy it. So there's a few stories that I'd like to get your comment. I should ask you, what are you doing uh, on this President's Day besides going to McDonald's? How's well, your day? You know, I, I, you know, if Biden can take secret trips at, you know, solidarity and secrecy, I can too. I uh, actually uh, I, I chartered a, a trip to Atlanta for a brief minute 
just to go pick up the varsity today. A lot of people don't realize that you love the varsity as well as McDonald's. You know, I, I'm a big connoisseur of the fast food industry. It's, it's probably the cleanest food we've got. But well, to, to say that the varsity doesn't seem like it would be your voting demographic there. How are you treated when you go into the varsity? You know, I'm, they ask me, what do you have? And I tell mm-hmm. them, you know, uh, yeah. a chili cheeseburger with some uh, coleslaw on it, some onion rings and an F.O. Are you, are you still trying to eat that meal in as few bites as possible? You know, you can you can fold up the burger pretty well. <laughs> it's a foldable burger. Definitely very foldable. And what do you have is what they say when you go into the varsity, for those who haven't been there. It's a famous Atlanta restaurant. They go, what do you have when you walk in? And now we know the, the is the frosted orange. I highly recommend it. If you haven't Pro- <laughs> had a frosted orange, you got to get one of those. You know, I, I used to have the frosted orange there as a kid all the time. What exactly is the frosted orange? I, I couldn't tell you. I think it's like a, a re a melted down and then refrozen uh, push pop. You know so much about fast food and culture. Well, That's you know, to be president, you got to know a lot of things about the country. Yeah, they say you watch TV all day. I think you're researching fast food industry and, and whatever else you need to know. Well, you know, I worked in the television industry for a long time. It's it's uh, You got to keep up. You do a good job of that, uh, Mr. President. Did Melania get you a President's Day gift? Oh, she sure did, but I don't know if I can talk about it on here. Wow, is this of the uh, bedroom nature? You could say that, Brad. You could say you, it. You know, I didn't even know you could still... Make it happen in there. I'm happy to hear it. You know, sometimes I give her a President's Day gift. <laughs> is that right? Just on, on any any old day you do that. You know, almost every day for me is President's Day. Yeah. Well, that's, that's interesting. You know, and Ava Stormy Daniels case coming up. So hopefully President's Day doesn't come up in that context. Don't mean to bring up a sensitive subject. You're silent on that issue. All right, you know, Mr. Brad, I'm, I'm an open book to you, so you can bring up whatever you want to me. Right. Well, I, I want to talk about some stories that are related to you today because you've had, obviously, you're obvi- the focus of the news quite often. And there was a new poll released. I think every President's Day they have this survey of these presidential historians that are the, like 150 experts on the history of the presidents, and they released a rankings of, of number one to, to, you know, the worst president. And I'm going to play you a clip from uh, MSNBC. I know you're, you, you, I don't know if you watch MSNBC, Joe Scarborough and all those guys. Uh, MSNBC, they love me over there. They really do. They really love you over there. And, and so here they're going to talk about how you did and how President Biden did in the new presidential rankings. I want to get your thoughts on it. Mr. Biden can take solace from one survey in which he is way out in front of Mr. Trump. A new poll of historians ranks Mr. Biden as the 14th best president in American history, just ahead of Woodrow Wilson, Ronald Reagan, and Ulysses S. Grant. While that may not give Mr. Biden a spot on Mount Rushmore, it certainly puts him well ahead of Mr. Trump, who places dead last as the worst president ever. (laughs) Biden is 14th. And uh, who who did the... uh, who was uh who was, who made this survey? It's a survey that was put together by like 150 unnamed presidential historian experts. 
All right. So it was put together by 150 uh, employees of MSNBC. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, exactly. I don't even understand. You know, rank me last. Whatever. I don't care. I'll take all the. I'll take all the slings and arrows, but you know, Biden at fourteen, Biden, Biden over, over Ronald Reagan, is uh, is mind blowing to me. And well, even he, Ulysses yeah. S. Grant, you know, Ulysses S. Grant has his own bill, and uh, and was a a, a very, very uh, decorated general. He was a decorated general. I, they, I don't, I don't know how they get Biden at fourteen. It's, it how seems do you like get a bit Biden of a stretch. Over Grant when he's got his own bill. I, I think the way they measured it, based on the conversation they had, was they have Biden so high because Biden was able to stop you, who are apparently worse than the presidents that caused the South to want to separate from the Union. And led to the Civil War. This is what MSNBC talked about after this, anyway. Oh yeah, what are they going to compare me to Jefferson Davis? Well, they they make they put you last. They put you behind everybody, even the guy who like died before he could even do it. Well, anything. I mean, Jefferson Davis was the president of the Confederacy. <laughs> yeah, they might they might actually name you the the best president of the Confederacy one of these days. I want to pull up the rankings so you can see them. Let me find the clip here. I want to show you the top 10, see what you think about the top 10. They have Lincoln as number one because, you know, Lincoln, they always associate with ending slavery, even though Lincoln said himself that he wanted to send them back. (laughs) He would not end slavery if he could keep the union together without ending it. He also wanted to send them all back to Africa. Yeah, he did. He did say that. And uh, that is often left out by MSNBC. What what do you think about that? Idea? Well, you know, history is written by the victors, Brad. Right, that is very true. And you know, uh, if it's just because he was able to beat me, the only way he could beat me was by cheating on a grand scale. Well, that's not been proven. It's just been alleged, Mister President. Hey, that's the big lie. Friend, talk to your friend Garland Favorito. Uh, okay, you I know, thought you were gonna say Mike Tremont. I love that Garland. What, you, what about Mike Tremont, who thinks you participated in the big lie? Uh, Mike Tremont, I remember him. <laughs> you know, yeah, you... uh, I, I don't appreciate being compared to Hitler. And uh, on top of that, like uh, he, he did the Gold New Deal, right? That was him. He that's the Gold New Deal. That's Mike Tremont. Yeah, that's. Uh, it sounds awfully liberal to me. The libertarian candidate, yeah. So it, it, here's the whole explanation of the rankings here. But here, here's the top. Here it is, one to... So they scored you guys, right? So they gave everybody a score, and then based on the score they gave you, my screen just went out, and I'm frozen now. Can you still hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay, I'm frozen, so hopefully it's going to unfreeze. This is ridiculous that Biden has these cyber hackers get into my computer and do this on President's Day. They probably knew you were going to be on the show. Can you see that now? I mean, they got FDR at number two. That's ridiculous. All right, so yeah, the top ten here we have Lincoln. Oh, what I was saying about the ratings. So, so they do these ratings based on a hundred scale, zero to hundred. They ask the people or these historians what they rate each president, and then they calculate the numbers. And this is where they come up with the percentages. And just to show you, you have Lincoln here with a ninety-three point eight seven rating, and most of the ratings are relatively close all the way down. But then you get all the way down to the bottom where they have you, Mister President. They have you at ten. And then Buchanan at number 44, they have it 16. You're not even close to not being in last place. 
But they but they said I was last. No, no, you're last right there, but you're not even close with the numbers. You only got 10, like, out of, on average, out of 0 to 100, they rated you as a 10. Oh, I mean, I'm a 10, all right. You're a 10 in a different aspect. Yes, of course. Top 10, Lincoln, Roosevelt, Washington. They got Washington at number three. What do you think about that? I mean, I love George Washington. If you ask me, he should be number one. It should be number one. Well, you have Roosevelt at number four. And you can see over here on the right, they have the change. It's like looking at basketball rankings. How high did somebody move and how, how far did they drop? And you can see that the biggest the biggest riser in the rankings is at number seven with President Obama, who has gone up. He went nine. He went up nine in the rankings from 2015 to 24. And I guess he went up, I guess he did it also in 2018, so he only went up one from then. But a nine-point raise for Obama. Then you have, he, Truman's ahead of him, Jefferson's so, ahead of uh, So they, they, they put Truman at six for radiating the world. <laughs> LB Johnson at number nine for killing Kennedy or, or letting it happen. And he's and up three, Kennedy, actually. He's above Kennedy. That doesn't he's above Kennedy. Sense. But it's because he killed him. You kill one, you kill somebody above you. You get to be ranked ahead of them. It's like yeah, who a made game. this? The State Department? Uh, maybe, maybe, probably. Kennedy at ten, as you said, and Madison at eleven. I, mean, I, I love, I love Jefferson. Uh, I, I don't understand. Uh, hold on, uh, go up a little. All right, uh, you know, uh, Teddy Roosevelt, I think, should be over FDR. Teddy used to pick on FDR when uh, when he was a child. You know, he'd call him a sissy. Well, that's probably why he's he dropped below. He's a bully and probably a racist. Oh, uh, he was I'm calling he was calling him a, uh, a sissy. You know, how many racists do you think are, are on the list? I, I think for from MSNBC's perspective, forty eight minus Clinton and Obama, the only two non-racist. Oh, uh, you know, uh, uh, to them though, uh, to them. Sleepy Joe's not a racist either. No, oh right, yeah, forty-seven. Yeah, Sleepy Joe is. Uh, yeah, because he, he... you know, you know, the, his, his mentor Bird, you know, apologized for being a a grand Klansman. Right, and he. That's all it, you it, gotta do. All you gotta do is. So you gotta do is apologize. And, unless you're, you know, not a Democrat, then it doesn't matter if you apologize. I didn't know that people did not have information. So there's people that. I know, I learned this yesterday, who had no idea about corn pop. They didn't know anything. These are liberals. They, they knew nothing about corn pop. I, oh, I, yeah. like, I, I think, that, you know, I've, I've noticed that as well. Not a lot of people, I, I don't know how they don't know about corn pop. He talked about him so much. But no, yeah, it's like corn pop was like Joe Biden's slave. And, uh, and then on top of that, you know, uh, the... Joe, the the champion of uh, of of all the uh, of uh, all of our uh, our minorities and uh, and uh, LGBT groups and things like that. He's he beat up a black man with a chain, but it goes unsaid. Yeah, <laughs> no, but yeah, but it's because he was probably intimidating white women at the swimming pool. Joe just doesn't go into that much detail of the story. I I, I watched this black preacher i can't remember his name I, you know i should find his name because he was very good and he had great information because i was looking up stuff about the divine nine fraternities and sororities from the black colleges that fanny willis and stacy abrams and all of them are associated with 
where I learned how they're connected to the Freemasons and basically they're the black Illuminati that has infiltrated society, especially here in Atlanta. And this is something that I was tipped off to by a, a, a black woman who uh, made a video, a very good video about it, which led me to doing some research about it. And, and uh, um, I don't even know where, where I was going with all of that. Oh, oh man, what was, it? oh no, this black preacher. So he, he was uh, talking about Obama and, and all of this. And he, he was trying to tell his congregation that the media is manipulating them using racial division and they're trying to steer them towards these leaders that have been selected by the black Illuminati to serve their white masters, essentially, at the international level. So the Klaus Schwabs, the Klaus Schwabs of the world. And I thought it was just the most interesting sermon. And I'm a little surprised to get uh, kicked off of YouTube. Are you familiar with anything about this black Illuminati? You know, I, I'm familiar with the, the Raelians. The Raelians. Yeah, you should look up the Raelians. They're an interesting, uh, interesting cult. It's like Egyptian space cult. He talks There's about one the in Egyptians. Athens, Georgia. Really? That's it. How do you know all of this stuff? You know, I, I, I have access to, to top secret documents. All right. So, enough of the presidential rankings there. I wish I found I heard that some of those documents you tried to release. Wait, wait, what, what is what is uh what's Bill Clinton uh, crooked Bill Clinton rated at? He was at number twelve. He was ahead. He's two ahead of Biden. Hey, look, if Jeffrey Epstein, Jeffrey Epstein is probably a footnote on that thing. It says Jeffrey Epstein would be number three if you know he were actually a president, but they couldn't so, put him on the list. So uh, and and where was Reagan? Reagan was. Let me see. I, I clicked out of it. I don't know what Reagan was. Uh, here, Reagan is number. Reagan's pretty low. Where's Reagan? Reagan. Reagan's not even in the top 10. Am I spelling Reagan wrong? Can I spell Reagan? Oh, okay, Reagan's number 16. Two below Biden. You think Biden's better than Reagan? Uh, do I think Biden's better? Come on. Come on, you, Brad. You think but you think Reagan smelled his daughter's hair in the shower? I don't think Reagan did anything like that. No, but they're both had think, kind of uh, dementia. So. I think Reagan had to be put in his place uh, by uh, by the deep state. You so see, you think uh, he that's submitted? When they, that's when they tried to shoot him. Oh, okay. And who was it that tried to shoot him again? That guy's actually out now, but I can't remember his name. Uh, I, I know this. It's the guy who really was obsessed with Jodie Foster. Yeah, which Jodie Foster, you know, some people think that Jodie Foster and George W. Bush could be the same person. I, I've heard that. I know Jodie Foster's also in the new True Detective, so this guy who they, they let him John out. John Hinckley Jr. They, met John, they let John Hinckley Jr. out right a little bit before the new True Detective with Jodie Foster comes out. And, man, he's probably going wild right now. But she's a lesbian, so he'll, she'll never sleep with him. Well, you know, uh, Hinkley, uh, Hinkley uh, lives near like one of those old uh, weird uh, 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 revolutionary war reenactment places. It's all, yeah, it's, it's all, yeah. The whole city he's in is a revolutionary war city. And so Hinkley also is a YouTube personality. He plays music on YouTube. And he sold out a bunch of shows, one of them in Athens, Georgia, and all these shows because 
the media focused on it and they focused on the, they were like outraged. And so they started canceling all of his bookings, but Hinkley's got like 60,000 followers. And this is like a year ago. I haven't looked at his page in a while on YouTube. I mean, you guys got a huge following and he plays acoustic guitar. <laughs> so check out Hinkley on YouTube. Zach uh, in the chat says the Nawabians had a pyramid in central Georgia. So I went to school in Milledgeville, Georgia, and the Nawabians were about 35 minutes from where I went to school. And we used to drive over there and fuck with them. Yeah, I've heard of the <laughs> Nawabians as well. And one time when we did that, we because there were it was a it looked like a a, a grand putt putt course. They're they're set up over there, and we just go over there and holler things, just strange things, whatever, just to mess with them. But then one day we did that, and it's a two lane road, and we drive past this Nawabian cult, which I mean this is very much a cult. You look up the Nawabians, there's a, a history there that's twisted, and, and so we we had to turn around to come back and go back to Milledgeville, and when we come back. The guys that had the guns that were guarding, they, they had come out to the street and they had thrown out strips with nails in it to blow our tires out. So we said we swerved off the road. I knew another way because I've, I've been in that area a lot. So we had to go a back way. But that's the last time we messed with the Nawabians. Are I'm familiar surprised with them? they had spike strips. That's pretty. Uh, yeah, they had the spike strips. That's some uh, an initiative they've got. They have a lot. They're very coordinated and organized. All right, Mr. President, let, let's talk about some of this news that, that you're in outside of the presidential rankings. Uh, let me find my spot here because I have another clip. I have some clips I want you to react to. A, a judge recently ordered you, and you know this, they ordered you to fork over like $355 million of your of your money because they say that you lied about your wealth and the financial uh, you know statements all the bullshit up in the in the New York trial that Aragdin a crazy lawyer or judge who lets his clerk who is a democrat activist interrupt your lawyers and, and take over the courtroom it's just the most bogus trial i've ever seen in my life like really progressives who still support trump or democrats if they can't look at this trial and acknowledge that is political persecution then so they should be folded up and have their head sho just shoved in their anus because they're not in reality that that's all they're living in it's so crazy that it's just talked about normally that you are basically on the hook for half a bill or half a million dollars or half a billion dollars excuse me because of some bullshit that a lawyer determined on his own he doesn't he hates juries he thinks they're dumb his wife actively posts about how she hates you, and he's a grandstander who loves being on camera. And yet here you are, when you combine this number with all the other shit, on the hook for half a billion. What's your response to that ruling? Well, you know, we're fighting it, Brad. We're, we're fighting it for You're sure. Feel it. But, uh, you know, Biden, Biden is just taking, uh, taking uh, uh, pages out of the book of Mao. He really is, man. And, and I, I think I... I don't know if I told you this, but I, I thought they were going to be replacing Biden very soon. And, and I think they still will. But it dawned on me that after that report re was released last week that found that Biden is too mentally he, – he's just an old man who's well-intentioned, who can't remember anything, and therefore 
he can't be prosecuted for any of the crimes he committed. You can't be charged with a crime that you can't remember committing. That's like a defense, not only for the past, but for all crimes committed in the future. So when they have this established, maybe they're just going to go ahead and take advantage of it. And Biden's about to start doing the worst shit that he's ever done. Any thoughts on that? I mean, uh, I, I I agree with you, Brad. I think they're going to try. I, I think they're going to Biden's going to get the nomination and then they're going to do the, the big switcheroo. And who are they going to put in there? I, you know, I think they're putting Big Mike in there. Big Mike, Big Mike, Big Michael Obama. I think it's the right time for the trans president. It's never been a better time. I'll tell you this, Mr. President. I am actually pretty excited about the they them trans revolution because us well conspiracy theorists like me maybe like you we finally know who they is they they defined it for us finally i want to say hi to jc in the chats oh my gosh hi just i didn't realize this until recently but jc is in like every libertarian conspiracy conspiracy oriented podcast chats so good to see jc you know, that's a, that's a good-looking picture he's got there. I like that hat. He's a handsome man. Very uh, good-looking, yeah. Very good-looking. You know, that, that. That very healthy yellow skin. Very healthy yellow skin. Not Yeah, it looks good. There he is. I don't, I don't know. He's got the eyeballs right there pulled out of his head. Very good-looking eyeballs. With that debt that you recently got hit with, you rolled out a new product over the weekend. You, you, I, I'm, I'm very excited about your new sneaker. And I'm going to put it on screen. I'm going to show you your new sneaker on screen. So Trump, at he, he went to, what, what was it called? Hold on. It was called the Philadelphia Sneak. It's SneakerCon. That's what it is. It's SneakerCon. You showed up at SneakerCon, Mr. President, and there was a a, a group there that was depending on who you listen to, some say they were booing you. Others say they were cheering you. We're going to find out the truth about that here in a second. Uh, but here's the sneaker. Let me show it to everybody. It's a $399 sneaker that sold out in like an hour. And it, it's like, step aside, Michael Jordan, because you, you got, you got Trump's president, Trump's official sneaker. You see that it, it's gold. It's just like, it's a beautiful sneaker. It's mostly gold. The laces are gold. It's got T right there in the uh, the tongue of it. Is that called the tongue of the shoe? I don't, I'm not a shoe specialist, but where yeah, where the, an- the where the ankles are, it's red, white, and blue. And then there's some gold stars, like the stars you used to put on your baseball caps in, in like Pony League and T-ball. And then at the bottom, it's got this uh, white. I mean, these are good-looking shoes. I feel like I could dunk a basketball with these shoes. And they're sold out already. Well, you know, that was that was part of the point of them. I'm trying to get Barron away from soccer and over into basketball. Well, you want him to play basketball because you don't want Barron to be gay. Is that the thinking, Mr. President? I mean, even if he was gay, I'd still love him. But uh, I want Just him from to a play distance. basketball because he's not a, a dirty European. No, and yeah, he's like, how tall is he? Like seven foot four or five? He's Nephilim height. You said he was Nephilim. Hey, you're welcome, JC. <laughs> you're welcome. I, I think he, that he should play basketball. I agree with you. You know, but, uh, I, I love the shoe. Uh, I love basketball. 
I'm hoping that uh, some of my NBA supporters might end up uh, sporting the shoe. You know, who are your NBA supporters? Well, I I don't want to I don't want to necessarily list them off, but they're out there. They can't say who they are. They'll get blackballed. It must be a lot of the white dudes on ten day contracts. You Is know, that... but you know, Brad, the black people love me. They really love me. <laughs> Not all of them. Fanny Willis doesn't love you. Well, you know, Fanny Willis is fat. That's true. She's eating a lot of McDonald's. That's that's all you have to say about Fanny. I mean, she's uh, a terrible, terrible person. She's getting in a lot of trouble herself right now. There's, there's not going to be much credibility behind that, uh, behind that case she's got going on with all the stuff that's coming out about her. Of course, yeah, yeah. She just she sleeps with her employees. And she acts like it's a consensual relationship. I personally think there's a little bit of, of uh, coercion going on, like Harvey Weinstein. I don't know about you. I mean, AOC but... pays her boyfriend to be her boyfriend, I guess. You think AOC pays that? Because he he's gay, obviously. So that must be why she pays him. Because I think a lot of people would love to be AOC's boyfriend. I mean, would he's you... on the payroll. Would you like to see AOC naked? I mean, I got a good feeling that she looks a lot like uh, Nancy yeah, Pelosi. Yeah, yeah, they both look the same naked. You're exactly right. So... You have this shoe for $399, and and I will point this out, too. I love This is a brand-new website, and it, it says Trump Sneakers, and it's got your – it kind of looks like your mugshot face, but it's not your mugshot at the top. The coloring on the top here is like your book, uh, Art of the Deal, but then when you scroll down, those aren't the only products you're offering. You, you, also, you got some – you know, not the high, the high shoes. You got the other – I don't know what these are, if these are shower shoes or what these are, but they look like lace-free shoes for people who are really lazy. You got the red Trump shoe with 45 on it and, a, and an American flag. Then you got the gold white 45, where it looks like kind of um, – what is that logo there? Can you see that? on The one on the right. I don't. That, it's like, like a, a, a pilot's wing with that shoe. But those are the slip-on yet also athletic shoes that you can get for just $200. Yeah, they're like boat shoes mixed with walking shoes. Yeah, they, they're very di- – they're, they're uh, agitile shoes or versatile shoes is what they are. And then you come down here, and you're also offering Victory Cologne. Like, you're blowing me away with these brand-new products. We have the Trump Victory Cologne, number 47 for the Victory, and then it's a beautiful gold-looking bottle, and then it's your head in gold on top of it. You know, I love gold, Brad. I love enduring stuff with gold. Uh, I'm just, uh, I've always been a big fan of gold. You know, there's there's a lot to say about uh, uh, manifestation. You know, you if, if you think positively and you think the money and gold is flowing in, Brad, it's going to flow in. You know, uh, for instance, you know, if you right now, write yourself a check for 10 years from now and you'll get that money, Brad. Nobody's going to be able to cash checks in 10 years. Well, you know, uh, it doesn't mean that you're not going to get the money. The, the check is uh, the, the check is like helping uh, uh, manifest it. it. So you write a check and it manifests reality. That's a good idea. I'll give it a shot. You know, I, I, another yeah. way of manifesting is, you know, you're a very talented host. You put the show on. It's a lot of hard work. Hopefully, you're, uh, hopefully your subscribers are, are tipping you and, when you do a good job, well, they they do. They're they're uh, they're, they're wonderful. They help me keep this going. I 
And and I sure do hope those libertarians paid you for all that hard work you did, because yeah. I would have paid you. I would have paid you so much money, so much money to to uh, uh, debate, to moderate a debate that I was in. Well, libertarians are not like libertarians have to uh, pull themselves up by their bootstrap. Well, Unlike I mean, they're the, all uh, economics people, so they should know how to get the money. Well, you know, I studied economics in college, and I don't really know how to get money. So I would have taken a few more business classes. I mean, I, I can uh, <laughs> I can beg the differ about you, Brad. You you're, you're doing a pretty good job right now. A pretty good job. Not, not of getting money, I'm not. Maybe of other things, but not of getting money, I'm not doing a good job of. You know, and if I may uh, steer the conversation a little bit uh, to ahead. talk about that debate we went to. I thought you did a, uh, I thought you did a fantastic job. <laughs> Thank you. you, know, I, you, did too. I, you I watch there. all the debates. Uh, you know the 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 RNC debates, the libertarian debates, and and a lot of those libertarian debates are very droll, very very droll, very boring. Uh, yeah, they usually have the the same opinion over and over and over again. And uh, you really you really set some. Uh, some firecrackers off in there, Brad. I appreciate that, Mr. President. I, I, I the guys of the Libertarian Party that uh, that organized everything, they they were great, and so they they allowed. And you were there. They they allowed us to have some fun, and I, I know that I had a good time. You know, I'd I'd, I'd love to I'd love to debate that Chase or that Lars. I think we lost you because we all know we all know that that foreigner. Or uh, that, frog that, or that that what? Fart. Oh, I thought you said farter. The fart or frog? What was his name? The shoeless toad, homeless guy that uh, <laughs> that's the front runner. Toad. I know that he doesn't have the guts to get in the ring with me. So, do you think Toad has a cologne made of gold with his head on it? Of course he doesn't. He can't afford shoes, Brad. Okay. He certainly can't afford my shoes. No, well, right. Yeah, your shoes are $400, and a lot of people can't afford them, although they are sold out. I, I would like to highlight this other one. You have another version of the uh, Victory 47 perfume for $99, which looks like uh, it, it's gold in the package, but then you have – it looks like – is that Melania? Is it – it's a woman's body with the head instead of a head. It's actually a golden tea. So is that Melania's body yeah, with a golden Yeah, that's Melania's tea? body with a golden tea on her head. <laughs> yes, uh, JC said Toad is 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 homeless because he always bets on Georgia Tech, and I, and as somebody who has been tortured by Georgia Tech my entire life, I wasn't born a Georgia Tech fan. I did, I would never choose to be a Georgia Tech fan. I choose to be an Alabama fan. I can tell you, never bet on Georgia Tech, ever. I mean, is it is it confirmed that that Toad is a Georgia Tech fan? No, he bets on games. I think is what the reference is there. I but you're you. also offering buy two items or more, and you get five. You get five percent off. You're offering just a fucking five percent discount. <laughs> you know you gotta Come make on. money somehow, Brad. You can't give everything away for free. You're on the hook for half a billion. I, I I got it. I got it. So let's all right. Let's move on. So I want you to react to some of these 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 clips about you before we get out of here. So. You went to that sneaker con and you spoke. You gave a little speech there, and Gordon says he bought Trump. He brought he bought Trump's cologne. He says it smells like a McDouble. That's that's that sounds that sounds about right to me. Yeah, there's uh there's a lot of pickles and grease in there. 
And you made sure to have that smell that like that. I've just been driving for four hours and there's ketchup and pickles smeared on my shirt smell. You know, I don't smear the ketchup and pickles on my shirt. I use a bib bread. <laughs> you wear a bib? Yeah. You know, these suits are expensive. No, it's a good idea. People are afraid to wear bibs. They think it, others might question their masculinity. I mean, those people are idiots. They're constantly buying, you know, new shirts and new suits. <laughs> yes, of course. Well, let me get that off the screen. All right. So I, I want to I want to show you how MSNBC characterized your speech that you gave at, at SneakerCon. They said you were booed, and you you don't know how to handle it. But I'll let you hear how they said it. Wait, let me get a I'm just on the screen. Hold on a second. And then I want to show you what maybe an alternative version of the exact same clip is, because they like to manipulate things. That's, there's Biden's face again. How long do you think it took for that? That's like a picture from like ten years ago with Biden smiling there. The question is, is which Biden is that? Which plugs is that right So you're, you're subscribing to the, the clone theory that there's multiple Biden or there's body doubles. Look at his earlobes, Brad. What's, so tell me the earlobes thing. Some of them are attached, some aren't. Some of them are attached, some aren't. That's, that's the earlobes thing. All right, I can't tell in that one, though. So I, I had to pull this clip out again because it was messed up a little bit, this video. Let me skip forward. All right, here it is. That's the wrong thing. You know, I, all right, I'm going to, we're going to get to what I was just saying about what they said about you at that sneaker con. And I do want to play this real quick. It's a short clip. This is uh, Kevin O'Leary. I got my clips flipped here. Talking about the half a billion, basically, or damages that, that are against you, which he does disagrees with, and he's not even a fan of yours. My God, I'm such an idiot. I keep forgetting to put the fucking clip on the screen. I'm, I'm sitting here watching a clip, and everybody's like, why is, why is it just silent? It's because I didn't put the fucking clip on the screen. Here it is. I take it back a couple seconds here. Um, I mean, just leaving. I said afterwards. Well, this this award, um, I mean, just leaving the whole Trump thing out of it and, and seeing what occurred here, and, and I'm, I'm no different than any other investor. I'm shocked at this. I, I can't even understand or fathom uh, the, the decision at all. It, there's no rationale for it. And so let me give you a real-time uh, experience I'm having regarding this, and I'm not the only one. It doesn't matter what the governor says. New York was already a loser state, like California is a loser state. There are many loser states because of policy, high taxes, uncompetitive regulation. It was already on the top of the list of being a loser state. I would never invest in New York now, and I'm not the only person saying that. So all these rich investors who weren't even your supporter because of what they did to you, and they set this legal precedent that, that can cause them to be subjected to the same type of prosecution, and same type of half a billion dollar, uh, you know, sentence against them. They're like, we're not going to fuck with New York anymore. And they're a loser state now, and they're absolutely right. So this is the, the, the price that they pay. But the governor of New York tried to clarify and tried to say, no, no, it's just going to happen to Trump. It's not going to happen to any of you guys. You guys continue to invest your money. Because what Trump did is the same thing. He didn't do anything. There was nobody that was uh, 
a victim. The, the banks do not trust what investors say about their properties. They go check it themselves. It's all bullshit. And these investors know it, and they're trying to scramble, New York is, and keep them there. And we have O'Reilly commenting more on what happened here. So, Kevin, what did you think of Governor Hochul saying this is like a unique one and done because Donald Trump went too far and was so nefarious? Uh, you guys, if you're just doing what you should be doing, you have nothing to worry about. But they're very worried about it. Yeah, we're very worried. Every investor is worried because where is the victim? Who lost money? This is some arbitrary decision a judge made. This policy and what this says, what does this say about the bar, the legal bar? In New York, aren't they going to question this judge? No, what not. is this? Three hundred and fifty-five million dollars, and there's dollars as a as a penalty, and there's plus interest at nine percent, and there's no victim. I mean, I'm sorry, her her words fall on deaf ears to everybody. There's nothing she can say to justify this decision, and this has nothing to do with Trump. Yeah, nothing right. to do with Trump. Forget about Trump. This is not a Trump situation. This is a New York problem now. The whole world is looking at this saying, what are you doing to yourselves? So he's, he's exactly right. This is not a Trump situation. And this is what the people on the, the left or people have Trump derangement syndrome are blinded to is what is happening here. This guy is not a, a Trump guy. He doesn't even like you. Like he used to be a CNN contributor. But he's recognizing how this is affecting him personally, and this is what they do. They bamboozle people with a PSYOP, get them filled with Trump derangement syndrome, and then they get them to support verdicts like this in the New York trial, which they don't even realize is going to screw up their entire state because nobody wants to invest in it anymore. But they've been so blinded by, by this narrow vision of how bad they hate Trump that they don't care what the consequences are. And this is how psyops work. They blind you with emotion and uh, um, make you want to do something immediately without even thinking about what the long-term consequences might be or what the actual reality is. And these rich people, New York is going to be in shambles. Well, you know, Brad, uh, you, you make a good point with uh, him, him not even liking me, right? Uh, part of what I've been doing over the past four years is waking people up. You know, maybe, uh, maybe he's, uh, maybe he's starting to wake up, and uh, you know, smell the uh, the garbage that comes make, out of the vents yeah. of New York City. Yeah, the Burger King that comes out of New York City. You would never eat at Burger King. You know, my dad told me to stay out of New York. Maybe he was right. New York is. If nobody's going to be investing, New York's a great city. But if nobody's investing in it because they feel, I mean, this is crazy. Because the accusations against you are the industry standard. This is what what they say that you did that they are saying you now have to give them almost half a billion dollars for is what that guy who we just saw on screen and everybody else who is in the real estate industry does. And there are no victims. And yet you have people on the left, people that we know who go around saying, finally, justice has happened because he lied about the worth of his property. They have no clue wh what's actually going on. They feel vindicated that they got you for something, but they don't actually look into the fact that 
it would screw them over if they ever wanted to invest in anything in New York City. It, it's such brainwashing. The fact that people are not outraged by this. People should be taking to the streets because of this. I mean, this is such a demonstration uh, of an ab abuse of power. I mean, it's like they're slapping America in the face with their dicks is, is what it's like with this bullshit. Mr. President? You, you got a very colorful way of describing all that, Brad. And, you know, uh, I, I think the Democrats always have, uh, you know, slapped America in the face and the Constitution. They've just rubbed the Constitution through their asshole. <laughs> they do. No, they do. They, they do. That. It's like their toilet paper. And all right, so we continue here. And... uh so MSNBC also talked about, I think that's what this next clip is. Let me double check. I don't want to get out of order again. Okay, so your your speech that you did at SneakerCon, MSNBC and the media, uh, every article characterized this in a very, very specific way. They said that you got booed. And they said that there was, you got booed and there was people chanting against you. And here's MSNBC describing how you got booed at SneakerCon. After finding out he was on the hook for more than $350 million, the former president unveiled a new Trump-themed product to a less than receptive crowd. That's the real deal. That's you, man. That's the real deal. I just want to thank you very much for being here. It's an honor. It's an honor. You're all sneakerheads. You're sneakerheads, right? Wow. A lot of emotion. There's a lot of emotion in this room. Thank you. Thank you. First of all, let's know that's the first time Trump has faced a hostile audience in a long time. And it was clear he didn't quite know what By to do with way, those I'm a little disappointed you're not wearing them, John. Well, I was sort of hoping you'd There's crack a reason out why the instead. camera is only from the waist <laughs> up. Yeah, because you don't know what's underneath. Uh, it really yeah, doesn't no, sound no like booing to me. But no, we're going to get to that in a second. Let's hear their last little message uh, this morning. But that was Trump at SneakerCon for some reason, which was held in Philadelphia over the weekend. And he did roll out a new line of shoes selling for a cool $399 a pair. Trump also a announced shoe. a new fragrance line priced at $99 a bottle where each scent symbolizes, quote, victory and strength. <laughs> we'll leave you to decide what that actually smells like. Let's so I have to say, looking at that other that female figure of the your perfume, I think you put that thing on like Tinder. It's getting a lot of dates because it's a lot of people are going to want to do things to that. But the booing that they highlighted there didn't really happen at all. And if you watch the full clip of what happened, it's very clear. Yet these articles are all declaring that you were booed and was hostile. You know, the first thing that tipped me off watching that clip, it wasn't the fact that MSNBC said something and then they cut a clip off in the middle. It, it, it was that watching the clip that they played and watching the reaction of the president in that clip, I have never seen President Trump not, he's so good reacting to the audience in the moment that if somebody were booing him the way they're trying to project this and they sweeten the audio on this, they absolutely sweeten the audio. He reacts to them. He does not just, there's a whole thing when you do comedy. It's if you're in an improv scene or you're doing stand-up and 
a waitress or something walks by and hands somebody a drink and she trips over herself and throws the drink all over everybody, you don't just keep doing your set. You don't just pretend that didn't happen because ev- the only thing everybody can focus on is, is that disaster that happened in the middle of the, of the room. You have to say something. You don't have to be mean. You just have to at least acknowledge that you recognized it. And the audience will laugh simply by recognizing it. It's like the easiest way. Trump would never allow booing to happen and not comment on it. So that's I went and watched the actual footage from the actual rally. or, or He gave it like a 30-minute speech. And I'm going to play you some of that to see what it really sounded like, what this, this booing noise that they made it seem like was happening, what it really was. And, and I think it's pretty clear what it is right off the bat. Here it is. Thank you very much. This is a big crowd, you know. You hear that? Did you hear that right there at the end? So it went from what sounded like booing to because it was. Yes, exactly. It was microphone feedback. And what MSNBC did was they rearranged the clips because they played those clips out of order. To make it seem like you because they had you saying you're it's really emotional in here as though you were referencing the booing and calling those people emotional. But you're about to hear who it was you were calling emotional. It was not anybody booing. Here, here, you'll see. Buddy, so thank you very much. And we have a few young ladies that are up here crying. Look at you with the Trump 2024. Thank you, darling. I love you too. Wow. A lot of emotion. There's a lot of emotion in this room. You were calling a woman losing her mind like she was a, a 16-year-old at a Beatles concert because she got to see you in person. Because she loves you. They were calling that comment that you said uh, as though you were addressing people who were booing you. It's just so crazy how they gaslight people. Well, I'm like a regular Neil Diamond, Brad. Apparently so. I you know, I remember you singing Neil Diamond the other day. Stella says, is Trump going to wear those white shoes? I hope so. I, I really would like to see you. I'd like to see you playing some basketball in the Bronx in those shoes. You know, comment? maybe uh, maybe we can take it to the court for a little horse. Yeah, yeah, you get you and Kenny Anderson out there. He's from New York, Georgia Tech. Great point yeah. guard. Love that Kenny Anderson. He's a great point guard. But just to like, because I've seen so many so much video, like liberal podcast, Trump booed. Everybody's saying you're booed, but if you watch that entire sequence. It can sound like a boo at a very faint level if it's been primed that way, but you can hear it morph into a, mm, it's, it's microphone feedback. And here's a little bit more of it right here as well. Some other comments. They came up with this and this is something I've been talking about for 12 years, 13 years. And I think. You see how it, fa- it, this is microphone feedback. We've done live shows. That's what this is. And they're exploiting the fact that most of their audience probably hasn't. And telling them that you were getting booed. This is not how you react to negative uh, uh, crowd reactions. But it's just such gaslight. I don't know why. It doesn't surprise me. It's just so stupid. Look at that, man. GetTrumpSneakers.com. You're such a good brander. That's for sure. It's going to be a big success. Your influencers have been very positive. They've been real influencers. And they love it. And they love what we've done. That's the real deal. That's the real deal. He needs to wear them. He needs to wear them. 
so I love this right now. Why he was saying that's the real deal up on screen. This is like the right news broadcast network. The my pillow guy just popped up with a promo code, eighty percent off of everything on my pillow. <laughs> and we appreciate it. We really appreciate it. more than anything else. I appreciate the turnout because they say again. It's just awful audio. There's one more clip that they said here. Oh, so the way they arranged the clips on MSNBC, they made it seem like after you said honored to be here and you guys are all sneakerheads, they made it sound like that's when everybody started booing. This clip is going to show you what happened actually after that, which is the opposite of what they said. It's not booing. I just want to thank you very much for being here. It's an honor. It's an honor. You're all sneakerheads. You're sneakerheads, right? Does everybody in the room consider themselves a sneakerhead? I think so. We got to get her up. Get her up. Can you get her up here? Get her up here. Get her up here. Do you want to come up? Come on up. Do you hear the piercing screaming from that woman? You hear that, right? Of course I do. All right, let's watch what happens here. He's about to. This is what happens. He's crying. This is the booing. He's a good Christian. So th- that that woman, and there's another moment there that I want you to see, but they don't put Biden out in front of uncontrolled audiences. Some people might say that, that she's a plant. I, I, I think that this is a woman who's genu- genuinely it, just loves Trump. And I think there are people like that. And I, I she might be, you know, her husband probably has a, a lot to deal with. But regardless, you don't see this happening with Biden. And they're ne- they would never allow Biden to bring somebody up like that. But what Trump is so good at branding, and he's so good at recognizing opportunities that he sees a woman losing her mind at him. I mean, and, Biden in those uncontrolled situations usually ends up threatening to take yeah, the person back he, behind the barn and beat him up. No, right, he's like, let's go do a push-up contest or some weird shit. Like, but you here, know, he, he threatened yeah. that. Uh, he threatened that iron or steel worker. Yeah, a fireman, he did it too. He said, let's go outside. A guy, a guy twice his size and half his age. He's a, like, he's, the way they compare the, you know, the the mental he's stability or, yeah, it's, it, he is, it's crazy. But they act like this is, like, this is extraordinary to me. And I'm not saying this is a good thing. I, I don't think people should be this infatuated with leaders at all. At all. I think it's a dangerous thing to be. But this woman clearly just loves him. And he's treating her very respectfully. And I cut a lot of the the stuff out. But after, because she was very emotional. That's what he's talking about. But MSNBC would have you believe that he's referring to people booing him, which is actually just microphone feedback. It's just wild how much they lie. But after this goes on, 
Trump actually walks her off stage because she's so emotional. And there's a little bit of a lull because he's just like talking to her personally. And he's like, uh, he's not even worried about that. I thought that that was one of the most interesting parts to me because usually people in these situations are very worried about this, this, uh, what everybody else is doing. I want to please the audience, but he was, he, he escorted her off. I don't know where they took her afterwards. I don't know what happened afterwards, but I just thought it was wild that they said, Trump is getting booed. He's never experienced this before, and he didn't know how to handle it. And what really happened was it was microphone feedback. There's a woman who was absolutely in love with him. He brought her on stage, and then he probably gave her a moment she's going to remember for the rest of her life and tell her grandkids about. It's just such an inversion of reality. And I mean, that's the fake news for you, Brad. And the best part about this, in my opinion, the articles also say they try and present it as this conclude, they present conclusions that they want you to come to as the headline and hope that you don't watch the videos or read deeply into the articles. And part of this conclusion is Trump was booed and there were people chanting awful, awful things at him, right? Am I still frozen? Can you hear me, Josh? Or, I can hear you. But I'm frozen right now. Hold on one second. I'm going to pop my camera out. I'll be back in 15 seconds. Thank you for the heads up. You know, well, uh, well, Brad's gone. I just want to tell you all, uh, we're we're doing a great job trying to make America great again, and uh, it does a lot of hard work for all of you, and uh, and you're all loyal fans, and and he and I both appreciate it very, very much. Uh, you guys are a lot of fun. We'd love to try to figure out how to do some type of live event that uh, we can invite you all out to in Atlanta, Georgia, or. Lawrenceville or Gwinnett County or any uh, any of these places in uh, in the Georgia area or even outside of Georgia, you know, uh, depending on the budget and things like that, hell, we'll travel. Um, and uh, you know, vote, go out and vote, vote for me because uh, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna fight the deep state. I'm gonna drain the swamp. We're gonna get crooked Hillary and Bill Clinton. Uh, they're setting a lot of precedents with everything that they're doing with me right now. And, uh, and, you know, I'm, uh, in my book, uh, think big, there's a whole chapter dedicated to revenge and revenge. They're definitely going to see. I don't know how to read his chat or anything, but if I did, I'd be interacting with all of you. So uh, you can hear me, right? Yeah, I can hear you. All right, I, I don't know what's going on with my camera. I'm I just uh, just unplugged the camera thing, and I'm trying to kind of reboot that. I, I don't know what's going on with that. I'm actually getting a new camera. I think it's kind of running hot because it's a piece of shit. Were they able to hear all the stuff I was saying? Yeah, I heard. Yeah, everybody heard everything that you said. Definitely. Good, good, because it was all important. It was very important. I appreciate the kind words as well. I'm sorry. I apologize about the camera issues. I, I don't know what's going on with this program. Give me about 15 more seconds here to see if I can get this up back up and working so that you can see me again you know maybe soon we'll be able to get you on camera mr president as well but i i don't know what is going on here this is crazy oh there it is that should work okay we're good we should be back now good yeah yeah you can see me i'm moving right i'm a person i'm moving good i'm back you're a moving person <laughs> thank you all right so what i was saying was part of the the smear was you were booed and there were negative chants towards you, but they never said specifically in any of the articles what the chants were. Well, 
I, I came across two chants that happened immediately after this moment that we just watched. And I'm going to share with you what those chants were. We'll see if they were negative or not. So the first one was a USA chant. The next one, I think you're going to like even more. Thank you very much. That's beautiful. Thank you. Well, you appreciated that very, very much. I don't want to ruin that one for you. But you, you, you it was the F Joe Biden chant, which you came out and you flashed those pearly whites, which I, I need to get the number of your dentist because beautiful teeth, Mr. President. You have a media establishment. Every, this is the narrative today where you were booed and you didn't know how to handle it. And there was people chant, almost like they were heckling awful things at you. And the reality is, there were women who thought like they treated you like you're the Beatles. They were screaming at a concert. And then you had USA and F Joe Biden. It's just opposite. What are your thoughts? Well, you know, they, they can't broadcast things like F Joe Biden or let's go Brandon. Yeah. It's just crazy to me. It's they I mean, say the, the, the media is completely controlled. <laughs> and I like, I know this too. They're, been, they're a lapdog to the government. They should have been a watchdog, but they're not. They're they're just they're just they, a they, lapdog. They to suck them. on and, the, and the. It all, it no, all goes yeah, back yeah. to Mockingbird. It's Mockingbird 2.0 right out in the open right now. You know they used to try and hide it, but I think that's part of Mockingbird 2.0. They don't even want to hide it anymore. Say so fuck hiding it from these plebes. We'll just you know, slap them in the face. I was talking to a with. friend of mine that works for uh, for WB uh, Discovery, Warner Brothers. Yeah, and yeah. apparently uh, what they're doing at the old Turner uh, facility is they're, quote, sterilizing it. So they're taking all the character away from it and only putting up white and gray walls, no artwork, and no pictures of your family from home. You're not, they're, like, forbidding family pictures from being anywhere? Yeah, it's, uh, it's like uh, Orwell Warner Brothers. That's weird. They're, so they're making a sterile and that's, that's very, very strange. Well, you know, you know, uh, Brad, if, if maybe let's say you had children and somebody else couldn't have children and they can trigger those people that can't have children, you know, we don't, we can't have that. We can't have people being triggered all the time. Oh, so you work. show, you show a photo of a family and then there might be people who start saying you should have aborted that, those kids. Or, or maybe it's, uh, maybe it's two men that, you know, can only adopt. Or they can have, they can you know, create some sort of, you know, test tube baby. I mean, they need a like a one of those like a half wife. What do they call those people? I think it's a quarter wife. A quarter wife. <laughs> a midwife. Midwife. Uh, how's a midwife work? I don't know. I've never. They have the baby for the wife. Uh, I don't know. I don't know how a midwife works, but. I do want to. <laughs> I want to show you a couple of other things here. So that next clip, what is, do you know that woman's name that we just Rachel Levine? Are you familiar with Rachel Levine? I'm not sure. Rachel Levine is a military officer. 
used to be a man. The one that dresses like a, an admiral all the time. Yeah, used to used to be a cock swinging man, but Rachel Levine's now. Uh, She's got a very very strange voice. I yeah. I watched an interview that yeah, she put yeah. on earlier. She's a a, a prolapsed vag swinging woman now, and she has a message for all of us on during Black History Month. I, I didn't know if you saw this message. I was curious in what your opinion on it was if it affected you. Thank you. Skip forward here. Hello. I'm Admiral Rachel Levine. This Black History Month, I'm pleased to partner with OMH in advancing better health through better understanding for Black communities. Climate change is having a disproportionate effect on the physical and mental health of Black communities. Black Americans are more likely than white Americans to live in areas and housing that increase their susceptibility to climate-related health issues. And 65% of Black Americans report feeling anxious about climate change's impact. Through our Office of Climate Change and Health Equity and the Office of Environmental Justice, we're working with providers and community leaders to identify innovative approaches that empower communities to address the health consequences linked to climate change. Visit hhs.gov for more information and tune in next Thursday to hear from another HHS leader on how you can contribute to advancing better health for Black communities. What that seems like a very, very persuasive message for black communities is having a admiral who used to be a man who now is a, says he's a woman. I think it's pre-surgery or pre-anything. I think it's just a guy with long hair and glasses on who talks very effeminately. Standing in front of, I don't know what his background is. I don't know who said, just give me the most African background you can while we have this uh, guy. Well, it's pretending. like when they took that photo off and they were all wearing dashikis. Right. Like, what is this background here? And, and, and what was this office that they, they informed us about? The Office of Equity and, and, and Trans People? Let's see. Climate change. What was the name of that office there? 65% of uh, uh, the Office of Climate. Uh, the office and Health Equity. And the Office, the office of Environmental of, Justice. We're so the Office of, uh, of Climate Change and Health Equity and... Uh, environmental justice do you have any idea what that means in the real world it's all made up they're just making stuff up it seems like it it's they make it's weird because like they make this out like it's a message to the black community you know because he says we're trying to help i mean he says that in the message which makes you go oh, they're they're speaking to People maybe in these neighborhoods that are low income trying to help them. Do you think anybody in neighborhoods like that saw this? This is a message that is uh, fabricated to seem like it's going to the black community that is actually designed to appeal to the 45 to 55 year old liberal progressive with pink hair and a cock ring. That's who this message is designed to appeal to. And well, why is climate the ones who are really worrying about climate change all the time? Well, I, I, it, it's just crazy to me that it's like I think what the admiral said was incredibly racist. Why is that? I mean, she's just assuming that uh, all these black people can't afford air conditioning or anything along those lines, uh, uh, right. quality housing. Uh, yeah. yeah, you're right. Uh, you know, insulation. Right, and she's also uh, omitting the fact that 
the government has run a number of psyops on the black community to try and put them in situations that creates a dependency on the government. Well, you can't talk about that, Brad, or you're in trouble for like trying to convince you. them not to get vaccinated. Right, right. Well, we lost you right in the middle of that, so that proves we can't really talk about that because Fauci must be moderating. I, I just, I, I don't, what, what if you go on like a date, like a Tinder or Hinge date, you know, everybody, what's it called, a catfish, where they put like a, a picture up of this not them or it's them like 30 years ago. You, you're scrolling through, maybe you're in your 30s or something, and you're like, oh man, I'm just trying to meet a good looking chick. And you come across like a blonde haired chick who's got a military uniform on and and uh, maybe busty, I, I don't know, some glasses on. And then you show up to the Red Lobster and this bitch is sitting across the table from you. What do you do? I mean, I'd throw up. All you'd throw up immediately? Immediately. If I had to sit across from this person, I'd immediately vomit. What you're telling me is that you, you would throw up and... Are you, would you not have sex with her? You know, Brad, I'm about to throw up right now just from that freeze frame. I think she's a beautiful woman. I'd like to see her in a thong bikini. It, it's just me. I mean, everybody's got their type. They I don't know who that is. <laughs> Look at that. We can scroll through these clips. All right, we're going to get out of here in a little bit, but let me see what else we got. No, I just, I find it, and I know I've talked about this a lot lately, but to me, it just seems like they are so obnoxious with how full of shit they are. It almost seems like a game. It almost seems like they're playing Sims and they're like, all right, what can we do next? Because we know that it doesn't matter what we do. All these little characters are going to treat it as though it's real. So let's just do the craziest shit we can and see what they continue to accept and what the limits are. At what, at what point will they break and go, okay, this has gotten, this has gone too far. I don't know what that point is. I don't know what you think about that. I mean, we're leading everybody to the precipice and they're all going to wake up before the end, Brad. I think a lot of people have woken up. I don't know if I played a clip on the show of uh, Michael Rappaport. He's a comedic actor who used to hate Trump. And used to make a lot of anti-Trump messages and he called Trump a racist and a lot of other things. He was on this podcast the other day. I, I, can't, I don't know the name, but I think it's like P, PBD or something like that. Most, I mean, people would know what it is. It's, it's a popular podcast. But he was talking during this podcast. And in the middle of it, he goes, he goes, I, w I was wrong about the, the Charlottesville Good people on both sides. He's praising neo-Nazis. I was fucking wrong about that. I, and I promoted it and it was irresponsible. And, and I was pretty shocked to hear that. Like I'd actually never heard anyone own up to being bamboozled, which he did. And then admit that he was wrong about something like that. Who, uh, you know, has gone on with the propaganda. Like I know people who still believe this. And so I was a little, it gave me hope to see someone like that, to have, to make their admission. But what do you think about that? Do you think there's going to be a, a domino effect where people will recognize their wrongs? We call it the grand awakening, Brad. Do you have a shoe for that? I mean, grand what do you think I'm going to roll out next? <laughs> grand awakening shoe. Absolutely. All right.
let's get uh let's let's get a couple more one more thing here and then we'll get out of here. There is this AP investigation. I haven't watched all this clip, so we're gonna be experiencing all of us are gonna be experiencing it together. They did an investigation into conspiracy theorists last week, I think it was, and they obviously focus a lot of the people or the people they focus on support you. And I, I just want to kind of react to what they're saying about what they deem to be QAnon people and people who question the election. Black dash history dash month. I don't give a shit about that. The U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. The U.S. Department of Health and Human Services just they just admitted to making that transgender video. So this is this is the AP conspiracy investigation. Deeper light. It's also called Flamestone. Many of the crystals and stones for sale in Melissa Sell's witch-themed gift shop are supposed to have mystical properties. Did you notice that her witch-themed gift shop? They throw that in there? Personally, she's on the fence. For example, like, um, obsidian is used for protection, but there's no proof it actually works that way. But on some topics, Sell's thoughts are crystal clear. The September 11 attacks? Our way of getting into the Middle East. COVID-19? I think that the government worked with China to create COVID. And the Sandy Hook elementary massacre? This screams like a false flag. This seems <laughs> so fake. If something Notice how they clump all of those together, right? As though there, there aren't people who think that September 11th was an inside job who don't think. So if you think September 11th was an inside job, you also think Sandy Hook was a false flag. Or, or whatever, but they, they, this is what they do to conspiracy theorists. This is how they demonize and, and make people afraid to ask questions is they clump the the most actually widely believed and accepted things with things that people haven't even considered and would be afraid to consider together, which causes them to shut their fucking mouth. It, it's it's an attempt to self-censor, self-censor, excuse me. It, it's just, it, it's funny to watch, but it's also very... A lot of people are affected by this. I'm not, so I think it's funny. But it's look at this. This you see this thing next to the door, Mr. President. You see what it says? It says hell. The O is on top, so it's hell O. But it says hell. Everything they're doing is trying to demonize people who are conspiracy theorists. Peaks her interest. The 34-year-old mother of one jots it down in a notebook. My husband calls it my uh, conspiracy journal. But don't call her a conspiracy theorist. And so they focused on the back of her neck when they said don't call her, consp call her a conspiracy theorist. And what they focus on is, I don't know what this purple image is. Some of you guys might recognize that from looks something like I don't Barney. know. Looks like Barney. I mean, it looks like Barney, Barney if you were a worm with a pirate hat on. And it looks like he's, he's skull fucking. Like there's a skull that it looks like he's humping from the back. And that's a choice. This woman, when she's doing it, she agreed to do this interview. This is what they do. They come to these people on, uh, they, they give them a, will you do this interview with us? We just want to learn more about what your beliefs are. They do it in a very positive way. And they offer the opportunity to feature them on, on national television or something. They don't tell them that they're going to cut to, to random tattoos and shit. She probably didn't even know that was being filmed, if I had to guess during the middle of what she's saying for the purpose of demonizing and discrediting them. I mean, it's like evil what they do to these people. Cell prefers conspiracy questions. Did you see what that said? Did you see what that fucking said? But Mike, don't look call at this. her a conspiracy theorist. Cell Pizzagate. 
fucking Pizzagate. So if you believe in 9-11, you're a Pizzagate guy, and there's no Democrats or maybe even Republicans that are diddling children. It's so crazy. They they used to use Pizzagate all the fucking time to discredit any fucking true verifiable information about Jeffrey Epstein's island. They used to pretend Jeffrey Epstein's island didn't exist, and the way they prevented people from even fucking thinking about it is by saying, oh, it's Pizzagate. And here they are doing the same fucking shit again. It would, it, it, there's Elves Crib, Kevin Reynolds. I'm just, I mean, I looked this other shit up. What they're doing to this woman is evil. Oh, prefers conspiracy questioner. For me, I have my thoughts. It says on screen, Melissa Sell, conspiracy questioners, what they've labeled her on screen. They should, she should sue these fuckers for defamation. I do my research. My opinions aren't hurting anybody. But conspiracy theories. Comic ping pong. They just showed comic ping pong in a goddamn image. And now they're showing the QAnon uh, shaman that they call them. These people are awful. Last two presidential elections. Culminating in the storming of the U.S. Capitol on January 6, 2021. There isn't anything especially unique about conspiracy theories in terms of why people believe them. Joseph Yuzinski has written books on the topic and says it would be wrong to just dismiss believers as stupid or deranged. It's not like people are getting bonked on the head. Who the fuck is this guy as an expert? or having some severe mental problem that leads them to these ideas. Everyone's trying to make sense of a very chaotic world. Francesca Tripodi says skillful communicators like former President Donald Trump and alt-right radio host Alex Jones are tapping into what's known as the Ikea, Ikea effect. The Ikea when people effect. put together furniture themselves, they value it more. And what I argue is that conspiracy theorists and propagandists are activating that same tangible do-it-yourself quality when it comes to information seeking. And this leads to the doing your own research is bad, which has been a narrative for a few years now. And so rather than just telling people to believe this, they actually challenge their audiences to do their own research. But when little information exists on a topic, Tripodi says searching for phrases associated with that subject often leads people back to the source of the conspiracy theory. And it's allowing people to make them think that they're coming to their own solutions when they are actually more on a scavenger hunt. Right, and this woman is the type of person who Sir Gilbert Parker, when he was sent over to be an operative for the uh, the British prior to World War, prior to our interest to World War One, because we were neutral, he was sent here to be the lead operative of the psychological warfare campaign that swayed us to have war fervor and to, on our own volition, joining on the side of the British. He used to write letters back and forth to Sir. What was a North Lord Northcliffe was his name. He was the head of the uh, propaganda bureau for the British in World War One. He'd write about how stupid and gullible the American intellectuals are, the professors, which is what this lady is, because they thought that they were so smart that nobody could ever bamboozle them. And this woman is demonstrating exactly why it worked then and it continues to work now. Uh, by people who have engineered these lies. Antonio Perez knows that all too well. We're always looking for evidence to prove ourselves to prove ourselves right. They got this guy as listed as former conspiracy theorist. So he's gone to rehab. He's much, much better now. 
It all started in 2001, when a guy in a bar asked Perez if he'd heard of Jones and his Infowars site. Before long, Perez was lost in the world of the Illuminati, the satanic pedophiles, and the New World Order. At the time, I had a lot of depression, a lot of um, real anxious thoughts. And the idea that the, uh, there was some kind of evil force on the outside helped to explain why I was so miserable all the time. He says conspiracy theories fill the need. I wanted to be that person that had that, like that um, knowledge coming down the hill saying, you guys, I have this secret knowledge that can help everybody. Today, Perez is what you might call a recovering conspiracy addict. A recovering conspiracy addict. And he's trying to help others kick the habit. Wow. Aloha, this is Antonio with EscapingTheRabbitHole.com. He says his podcast and self-published book are... I guess a way of me um, uh, paying it forward, paying my, my penance. In 2022, Perez bumped into his former guru at a restaurant on Kauai. Thankfully, I stopped believing all the conspiracies. I was super paranoid. Good, just take your vaccine. Oh, yeah. There's no inflation. <laughs> no. Everything's fine. Do not visit InfoWars.com. Stella said there's a vaccine. Perez says meditation and physical activity like swimming help keep him from relapsing. He also knows when to put down the phone and stay off social media. Like last August, when deadly wildfires ravaged the nearby... How do they link all of this shit together? Some claim that the fires might have been a test of a top-secret U.S. government space laser. <laughs> Nearly 5,000 miles people. away in south-central Pennsylvania, Cell found that theory entirely plausible. She lives in Cumberland County. Uh, I know I'm being very, I, I, I'm like focused on the minute here, but I, I want to show you again because this is very, very deliberate cinematography that they're doing here. They remember the lady that we just showed the tattoo on her neck. We don't know the story behind that, but they're using that to demonize her and make her uncredible. So they're going back to her now, the callback, and the first image that we see of her in the callback after about three minutes is that tattoo. Look, you'll see it here in a second. That's the first thing we see. Cell found that there it is. entirely plausible. She lives in Cumberland County, where Donald Trump beat Joe Biden by nearly 25 percentage points. Cell believes the election was stolen from Trump, but says she would never have done something like storm the Capitol. I'm not like, I'm not wearing an aluminum hat and, you know, hiding in my and basement. Foils, and foils. So when you don't trust the government or the news media, where does that leave you? We're just all kind of, Living in our own little worlds, believing what we want. Alan Breed, Associated Press, Mount Holly Springs, Pennsylvania. Yeah, so they tell these people, they don't tell these people what their report is about. They ask them questions in a way to get them to answer it. And then they, they keep them in the dark about how they're actually going to be reporting on it. And it, it, I mean, this should be up for defamation the way this is. What do you think about that, Mr. President? I mean, it's all, it's all completely insane. We all know that they're drinking adrenochrome. They they are. Those reporters are. Stella says this is conspiracy soup. It really is. I was a little surprised to see this last week. I, I think it all leads up to the elections coming. They're trying to do a whole bunch of things where the, the trials, the money. They want to divide and conquer the public and bringing up all of these types of issues where they throw in Pizzagate here and they throw in it, questioning the election it's a, it's a fucking, it's like a terrorist attack on people's minds. And the, the entire media is working with the government to do it and the big tech corporations. 
so that they can say they're not censoring officially because people are censoring themselves because they're terrified when they see shit like this come out. And there's a, there's another one of these. And, and stop it at any point. This is fascinating to me. It says, biohealing offers alternative to modern science. Now, there's a, a, I've gone through some conspiracies of suppressed technology that cured certain diseases that once they were discovered, the people who discovered them were basically kicked out of the country and demonized. And they had to go make a living in Mexico and other countries because our government didn't want to cure things. They just wanted to, as Chris Rock said, they, they wanted to create the, uh, I can't remember how he said it, but. The money is not in the cure, it's in the treatment. Some dude in a swimming pool at the YMCA, it looks like. Reynold Guppy was part of a clinical trial at the Tesla Biohealing and MedBed Center, where they tested an unproven and relatively unknown science called biophoton generators on chronic stroke patients. I got a stroke on my right side, and um, I am doing anything that could make it better. But the company faces questions from scientists, experts, and the FDA, who sent them a warning letter about the medical benefits oh, they claim for their devices. The FDA did. Probably as early as the 1920s, uh, we started to recognize that our cells generate light. What we know and what we're discovering is that as we age, as we become stressed, as we become ill, our cells can begin to generate less of this energy. So people who come to our centers, they experience a powerful but gentle field of biophotons their bodies can uh, essentially absorb and utilize. The company joins the growing wellness industry, claiming its biohealers help treat cancer, dementia, and even chronic pain. They contain a mixture of fine naturally activated stones, activated fine metal, grout, sands, and wax. If you've had really difficult interactions with the medical system, it makes a lot of sense to uh, move towards wellness, to move towards holistic health, and then to move towards conspiracy theories. I, so, as I've talked about on the show, my mom had a rare disease for 18 years, and then she was told she's going to die in two years. And had we listened to the medical community and the medical experts that they are wanting us to listen to here, she, she might have. The reason that she lived for 18 years, 16 years longer than they said that she would, was because we asked questions that these people are also asking. And we found alternative solutions that the medical community and the doctors, they're not trained to uh, explore in, in medical school. That doesn't mean that everything that they say should be dismissed. It just means that once you reach a point where what they have learned, you, the limits of their knowledge, and they're telling you that there's nothing they could do, they might make it seem as though they are the end-all, be-all. Well, there's nothing, you're going to die at this moment in time, the fact is that's their arrogance, not recognizing that our entire country and when it comes to health research, focused all of our energy and all of our money in one direction. They chose one of probably like infinite amounts of direction for healing. There's no telling. Like if we had focused all of our energy on some sort of natural he healing 150 years ago, the world might look completely different. It might look completely better. We, we don't know. They don't fucking know. They only know what they think they know. But they think that that is all there is to know. Well, you got to. Holistic healing leads to being a conspiracy theorist. I, I, it's just crazy. It's like you're you're just trying. Like somebody who has been told 
And I've been in this situation with my mom. When every single fucking authoritative doctor that you've learned your whole fucking life to trust, you know, people go like that. That's what we rely on. Oh, my doctor said this. My doctor said when all of those people say there's nothing we can do. It's nothing that can be done. You're about to die. Then you either have to accept that fate that they have determined for you based on their limited fucking knowledge, which people trust way too much, or you have to go find other people and who have other knowledge. And it's unfortunate. My parents worked very hard, and my dad, my mom, both of them. So they were able to do that. But there's other people who, who did not have the resources that my mom and dad did because of how hard my dad worked and how hard my mom worked. That's saying other people didn't work hard. But it's very difficult to do what they did because you get pressure from people, and it costs tons of fucking money. And, and to say, oh, wait, I just told you you're going to die in two years, and now you're saying you're going to go look for another way to live? You're a conspiracy theorist, racist. It's just so goddamn fucked up. It's so fucked up. People just want to fucking live, and these motherfuckers are making them think they're goddamn conspiracy theorists for trying to find another way to fucking survive. Felt pain relief pretty much immediately, you know, within the, that first session. And then I went and bought the small bio healers. Mm -hmm. and, and I bet they picked, there's probably a fucking hundred different like companies like this. They picked the one named Tesla to associate it with Musk and to associate with X and the whole fucking conspiracy community. It's all a goddamn psyop. And we just upgraded to an alpha. We put the alpha by his feet since he's been, had his surgery and it's already been just a little over a month and he's progressed where he should be in at least two months. There have always been conspiracy theories that can be traced back decades, centuries, thousands this. of years. But I do think that the yes. internet has played a vital role in fostering conspiracy theories and in fostering very harmful ones. Oh, really? So I encourage people to do um, as much research as they can. And the way that our business is structured, it allows for that. The biogenerators sold for hundreds to thousands of dollars are not advertised as a cure but as a step toward better general health. The way we do things is non-invasive, no known side effects, safe to use, um, easy to use. I'm one of their biggest advocates, I think, because it, it has helped me so much. Yeah, it helped her. Eden warns against shaming people for their beliefs, but she feels it's necessary to be critical of those profiting from <laughs> unproven practices. There's an important distinction to be made between the people who are profiting off of these conspiracy theories, so the people who are coming in, talking at these conferences, saying you need to get your energy healed, and the people who are consuming that and maybe spreading it on social media to their community, to other people, but they're not profiting. There needs to be a gentleness because when we shame... So she wants to silence people because she's never actually experienced this. Now, I don't disagree that there are people who are out there selling snake oil. Absolutely. But the, the way they characterize it is as though anything outside of the uh, establishment, modern medical system, uh, pharmaceuticals, anything other than that is snake oil. That, that's the way they characterize this.
Now, this girl, if she had a parent or a relative or, or a, you know, a significant other who went through this shit and was told they were going to die and, and had to figure out other ways, she would have a very different opinion than she is right now. But right now she's controlled. And it's not – the obstacles aren't – it's either pharmaceutical and the – way that doctors learned in medical school or the crate, you got to stick fucking uh, nature up your ass. Like, wild. it's not like that shit. It, it, it's, there's all these obstacles where it's like, and the example that I give a lot is my mom had a tracheotomy tube and that had to be changed quite frequently. And it's a very dangerous surgery. Every time it happens, like every single time it, it's scary. And when people's bodies, when they get ill for certain issues, it can deform in ways that the standard tracheotomy tube won't work because it doesn't fit to this uh, specificity of that person's body, which means well, you got to figure something out. And so the an obstacle there in this situation was I went and found somebody who did this research at, at Georgia Tech in Michigan who they had created the world's first ever uh, specific to the human body, whatever the issue is, tracheotomy tube that could mold to their issue, right? And we could not get that used because of all of the fucking red tape and the bureaucracy. So we had a, a, a an ideal solution from somebody who had won multiple like medical research awards who w was wanting to to use like wanting to show how well and effective this new type of tracheotomy tube that would form to the uh, unique anatomy of the patient but we could not get it used because of the goddamn red tape so it's not just you go to the wacky shit it's that you go to the people who are researching the rare problems that people have that the rest of the establishment doesn't know is a problem yet Kind of like all of these fucking side effects of COVID, which they pretend doesn't exist, which we see more and more in the news every day. Oh, well, turns out there was uh, uh, myocarditis. Yeah, no fucking shit, you motherfuckers. It's just, uh, do not, look, trust these motherfuckers as far as you can, because most of them, when you go to your regular doctor every day, mean well. They mean well, okay? So trust them as far as they can do you good. But the second they tell you they can't do shit, fuck them. Fuck them. Because there's somebody out there who fucking believes that they can and is working on it. And they're not fucking crazy. Question them too, though. Fucking question them too. I didn't mean to get this worked up. This is pissing me off. In people around their beliefs were pushing them further than margins. It's always hope that you have to get up and yeah, fucking start to move. That is, that is the main goal of That's right. Yeah, you always got to move, man. I'm done. I'm, all right. Fuck the AP. This is all a fucking smear campaign. I, I hate. They're, they're so fucking full of shit. Uh, uh, so, uh, Mr. President, I don't know if you're still here. I know you got to run. I didn't mean to keep it that long. I, I was not anticipating getting that angry. Well, Brad, that. I, I feel bad for you. And you're in my prayers, buddy. <laughs> I appreciate it. Thank you for hanging out, Mr. President. I didn't mean to get so super intense on everybody tonight. I, 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 I guess I need to not not play videos that I haven't seen <laughs> live on air. <laughs> so. I, I, but I do believe what I said there. I think that, and I think a lot of people to listen that we're being lied to. There's a lot of people that agree with you, Brad. A uh, lot we, of people. It's just, we need to always, we can ask questions respectfully. They want you to think you can't ask questions. In most cases, you absolutely can, and people will respond respectfully. And so I just, 
don't be afraid of asking questions. It's, it might save your life. And I, I'll end the show on that. Thanks for joining us, Mr. President. Do you have any closing words? Uh, you know, vote Trump. Vote <laughs> Trump 2024. Of course, of course, of course. All right. Thank you, guys. Thanks for hanging out in, in the oh, chat. Yeah. And uh, share Brad's podcast with your like-minded friends. Absolutely. And maybe one of these days we'll do a live show and we'll get you on camera too. One of these days, Mr. President, just like that photo you showed earlier in the show. We'll talk to you guys next time. Have a good President's Night, President's Day night with Melania, Mr. President. Have a fantastic rest of y'all's day.